Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, Jeffrey. Good afternoon. Thank you. Appreciate that. Glad to be here. Buddha. Buddha. So I uh, wrote a book. Yes, you did. <laughs> and, well, I channeled a book. Channeled a book. There's a difference. With the Buddha. There's a difference. There's a difference. Because I am not writing it with thoughts from my mind. I'm writing it from thoughts that I receive uh-huh. <clears throat> or channel. So I thought, you know, we've been talking about some other people's books. <laughs> I thought, why don't we re- review one of mine only because it was so powerful for me mm-hmm. and for others as has been reported, that I thought we could go over some of the themes, Sure. perhaps. This book is really a compilation of themes, because I started channeling him in 2002, 20 years ago. Amazing. So, happy anniversary, Buddha Speaks. That's right. Messages from an Ascended Master by Cindy Riggs. And that is available on Amazon and Kindle and Audible. Yes. This book has an audiobook as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd go over some of my favorite quotes from the book and discuss them because I think that might be helpful. Sure. So the first one (laughs) is interesting because it's very 3D. Do not be angry with your politicians, structures, or organizations. Mm -hmm. That sentence alone. But why? Why shouldn't we be angry? Next he says, do not fear for Earth's resources. Hot topic. (laughs) Also very 3D, yeah. Everything will work itself out for the greatest benefit of the human collective evolution. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, collective human evolution. Mm -hmm. Do not worry what your governments are up to. Simply send love to those organizations and you are done. Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody um, could buy into that. Well, I think everybody would like to buy into that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with our ego (laughs) state of duality, like, that just speaks to me of the fear-based ego, mm-hmm. um, yep. the attempt to control things that we can't control. Right. And um, being frustrated if we can't control it. Yeah. Because right. In, in this human experience, like we, we get to a point in some things, discussions, issues, situations where we want to see a specific outcome. You know, and oh, sure. some of the topics that are in there obviously are, are hot button topics for, for many people. Right. right now. For global warming, yeah. for presidential election mm-hmm. upcoming. Um, but here's what's interesting to me is when it gets really 3D like that, mm-hmm. that's even more of a spiritual opportunity. It is. There's no question. To shift into a state of love mm-hmm. instead of fear. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, the... Um, the fact that we, as a species, and we as a country, fill in the blank with whatever you want to in that in that term, but like the duality of the two camps, if you will, one wants this, one wants the opposite. Yeah. The duality speaks to what we talk about here in the spiritual world of the the ego versus the mindfulness, mm-hmm. and so like to me, that's perfect stuff. And it's things that everybody has to take on in their own way, in their own time. Because what is divine order to one person and we handle it with, that's the way it's supposed to be. And therefore, I should not attach to that. Other folks, for good reasons, upset, angry, Mm -hmm. completely devastated by those things. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about, you know, do not be angry with... Do not be angry, says the Buddha, with your politicians, structures, or organizations. Yep. And then you see the word worry in there. And you see Mm -hmm. then love. Mm -hmm. Some of those things are in conflict with one another at times, depending on how you look at it. And to have shifts to the idea of loving something that maybe you initially did not in your physical, emotional, mental bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, go... No, I don't want anything to do with that. But once we get outside that mental body, we start getting into the, the causal and the astral. Like, that's where, the, to me, that love piece comes in. And that's where we can take a breath. And we can go, okay, you know what? All this stuff that's going on is happening for a reason. 
and my physical self, my 3D self, may not really care for it, but mm -hmm. if you have the ability to shift back to the present, mm -hmm. not right. get attached not to the front the outcome, right. don't get attached to that past outcome, mm -hmm. you know, that tends to be where that calmness comes from. Oh, yeah. And when people get so stressed out about this stuff, it's like, do you know what the antidote is? Uh, look at it a different way. Mm -hmm. Buddha says, send love to those organizations and you are done. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, you're going to raise your frequency into the state, the state of being of love. Mm -hmm. And then you're done because that's the best thing you can do. That's what's in your control. Yeah, that's right. That's what's that is what's control. in our control. And then so this kind of fits into the next quote, fighting against. <laughs> so this is the same thing we're talking about, the Great ego. resistance, you yeah. bet. Fighting against is like blowing toxic smoke into the room where you are about to sleep. Whoa. I love that quote. I do too. And um, so fighting against, he says, but that you could also think of worry, anxiety, frustration, anger, all of those emotions are like blowing toxic smoke into the room where you are about to sleep. Why would you do that to yourself, he says. Why would you worry about something that has not happened and may never happen? Because we think that it helps prevent it. Yeah, we do. But it doesn't. Well, and the, you know, there's variations of, of the quote out there, but the idea of when you get angry at something or somebody, you're not really inflicting pain on that other entity. You're no. Only, the only thing you're inflicting pain on is yourself. And right. since you control that, you are actually controlling. <laughs> right. You're punishing yeah, yourself. punishing yourself. When you think you're angry with someone. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how much evidence you have. Mm -hmm. The more that, angry you get, that only hurts you more. That's right. Because that other person can blow you off, can go and... Right. Or guilt. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. It's all messing with you. It is messing with yourself. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why people choose that, but they do, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all supposed to do certain things, you know. It's, it's all divine order. Mm -hmm. Right. We get lost in our our emotional, our physical, our mental. Well, bodies. And people get really stuck on what you just said. We're all supposed to do something. <gasps> but what is it? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. If someone would just tell me, yeah. But every time. You know, a reader tells a person what they're seeing. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm amazed at how many times it's shut down as soon as I tell them what I'm seeing. Yeah. Because it's not one thing. Yep. It's a list of things. It is. <clears throat> the if Buddhists. It if it doesn't fit into what they hope to see, then you really that's got right. double issues there. <laughs> right. Because the mind has a hope. The mind has desires. And if those aren't fulfilled from our 5% mind, mm -hmm. then we're upset in some way. And those hopes and desires, right. again, going back to the present versus future versus past, mm -hmm. hopes and desires are typically in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's right. a hard balance. You know, we've, we've talked about that just in practice and the things you do with people, mm -hmm. that setting an intention and then letting go of it versus setting an intention and be so Attached. focused on it, yeah. an attachment like that, that idea of, you know, writing it down in a, in a Reiki practice, setting an intention mm -hmm. by, say, writing it on a, a sticky note, folding a sticky note, so be it, mm -hmm. put the Reiki energy through it, let it go. You know, the setting of the intention says, you know, hey, universe, this would be really cool. Yeah. But if and I... And the universe did, does hear us yeah, the first do. time. Yep. We don't have to like, oh, did it not get my note? Yeah. You know. And we have trouble letting go of the idea of that exact thing happening when the universe might actually have something better for you. Oh, yeah. It might have something better. I'm just going <laughs> to jump right in here and say my favorite thing in the whole world. The most powerful thing I know. Just ask your soul what it wants to do and where and with whom and how and then stop thinking about it and it will change your life. Mm-hmm. All right, change mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. It did. It really did. Oh, that no, surrender, no that surrender to my soul changed my whole life. Yep. And I'll never shut up about it. You shouldn't. And every client that comes in my office hears about it. That's awesome. <laughs> so, the Buddha says, it is important to ignore issues or situations in which there is no material evidence in the moment. Yes, because he's talking about worry. Yeah. 
you know, we've talked about the terrorist in your head on here before. Yes, we have. Um, you know, let, we'll, we'll, we'll move it up into um, Little Miss Worry, the, the new memes that are out there right now. Little Miss, fill in the blank. We'll talk about Little Miss Worry, where okay. Little Miss Worry spends time where? In the future. Mm -hmm. And again, we are attaching ourselves to an outcome, something we can't control. And in light of no evidence, what do we do? We create our own. That's create, right. We create, yeah, we create stories in our mind mm -hmm. that seem to be evidence. Yep. That's based scenario. on, well, if that happened, this must be so. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're our own biggest conspiracy theorists. Yeah, we, we are. We make this stuff up of, well, that person didn't text me back, so that must mean A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And it's like... Right, and then we'll go online. If somebody doesn't text you back to find the confirmation bias, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, well, that means they're ghosting you. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I have those conversations with my kids periodically because they'll they'll say, well, this happened so, and I'll talk to them about what evidence yeah. do you have. Right. Like, because to me, that's the stopping point. You have to stop at the end of the trail of evidence because mm -hmm. as soon that's as right. you keep moving forward from evidence, now you're just making stuff up. Yeah. And you're, you're terrorizing guessing. yourself. I mean, yeah. That just doesn't, that's right. That doesn't make any sense to and me. But. All that energy with making up stories and guesswork is draining us. Mm -hmm. And people come in and they sit down and they're like, I'm so exhausted. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, what you are you thinking about? <laughs> you are. And if you just quiet your mind for a minute, but most people say, I can't quiet my mind. Okay, so don't try to do that. Mm -hmm. Try to focus on something else and I'll give you some techniques during your session yep. to do that. Yep. Now, this next quote speaks to um, kind of the first one where the Buddha said, just send love and you're done. Mm -hmm. But most people would say, okay, I'm spiritual, I'm meditating, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, doing my journaling or whatever, and, oh, I feel wonderful after my meditation, mm -hmm. and then, err, presidential election. Yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. but they think they can be spiritual during the meditation, and then they can be angry later about that duality thing, and then they're canceling out the meditation. Yeah for the most part and um like if you're going to be spiritual be all in now do i have that mastered 24 7 i do not no, I don't. no. but we <laughs> no. that's what that's what we're striving for he says you will never become enlightened if you remain angry or feel guilt it is not possible again to me what what buddha is speaking to is anger is a product of something that you're not feeling in control of, right. whether it's in the future or the mm -hmm. past. And That's then right. the, the feelings of guilt, to me, are something that has happened mm -hmm. or not happened. The past. Or, that you're yeah, looking back or, on, mm -hmm. yeah, type right. of deal. Whether yeah. you did something intentionally, not intentionally, or something you, in your mind, beat yourself up about that you should have done. Mm -hmm. you know? Or you don't have clear boundaries with somebody who's making you feel guilty Correct. in order to do something, to motivate you to do something, Good right? Good point as well good point as well <clears throat> but that stuff again is not being present right and and I want to be clear from my own perspective um, when we talk about spiritual stuff um, I know and I, I I feel like I can speak for this we're not asking people to be perfect oh no and spirituality no. to us is is a very personal thing so when we talk about the you know what the Buddha is saying about you'll never become enlightened if you remain angry or feel guilt like Trust me, I feel those things. I mean, I'm, I do too. I'm a parent, <laughs> and, right? And those yeah. kind of things. So trust me, I have all kinds of that stuff going on. But at the end of the day, whatever that is for you, in order to find that place where you say, "Okay, I'm going to just take whatever's angry right now. I'm going to wad up and throw it out a window, and then I'm not going to be angry, or whatever right. takes you know, whatever technique works for you." Yeah, I'm sure you have one at the end of the day. <laughs> number of them. Number okay. of them. Depends on which one's working and which one's not. Right. <laughs> And how do you know when it's worked? How do you know when you've truly let go of whatever happened that day? Well, so one of the techniques is, um, and people probably have heard this one, I'll just say to myself, Jeff, you know what, you need to find five things right now that you can see. What are four things you can hear? Mm -hmm. What are three things you can touch? What are two things you can smell? What is one thing that you can say? You know, and just work my way up that pyramid Oh, neat. To bring myself into this room. So if I were to do that right now, I say, I can see this, I can see that, I can see this, I can see that, and this. And now I've taken my focus away from whatever just happened. That's right. And you now, interrupted the brain pattern. Right. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And now you have to find four things you can 
Well, and you can hear, max them, like you, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to yeah. do. So four things that I can hear right now. I can hear that. I can hear this. I can hear silence. I can hear whatever it is. And now again, I'm making my brain work with the idea of I want to get to the present. Mm -hmm. And then another technique I'll use is I'm just going to focus on that little spot between, you know, below my nose. Below your nose? Not below my nose. Below my nose. <laughs> below your nose. Although, yeah, below my nose is a good thing too. But <laughs> that little spot below my nose, uh -huh. I close my eyes and I just feel my breath go past that spot. That's it. Oh, how interesting. I'll say Jeff, focus on the spot. I know I focused on my third eye before, but this one's different. Mm -hmm. This is very interesting. And it pulled, yeah. To me, it pulled All we have to do present. is change our focus. Absolutely. And anybody who says, I can't meditate, I wasn't good at it, I'm like, well, the problem is you thought, you had an expectation yes, of clearing your mind, mm -hmm. but it's it's about focusing on something else mm -hmm. until you're able to do that. Yeah. Can I, can I clear my mind completely? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. But not every time. Yeah. And typically when you do get it cleared, you know that moment. Like yeah. You know it. You feel that freedom. You feel, well, everybody's different. But I know I feel lighter. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't floaty, feel like anything is, anything is floaty. pulling at you. That's for sure. Right. And interestingly enough, um, another book that I'm reading currently, mm -hmm. there's a great analogy in there too because um, people like to have this picture in their mind of what Zen and mindfulness and clearing your mind looks like. And they see that person who's sitting on the beach perfectly sit straight, they're mm -hmm. cross-legged, they've got the hand position of the own going, and yeah. the ocean's in the background. Like, it's, to me, as soon as you start picturing that, you're into some Boolean operation of zero one, which is, if I'm not in that perfect um, I'm oh, in my perfect right. yoga tights and ready to go right. and all that stuff that I'm not meditating. And what I would say to our listeners yeah. is find, find what your moment looks like with that. And you don't have to picture somebody else's moment. Like, no, but you, you know, can picture yourself on a beach. Yes, you can. If you want. Absolutely. And I do that with my clients all the time because our brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. Mm -hmm. And so every time we go there in our mind, our brain's like, oh, okay, time to relax mm -hmm. again. Yep. So, yeah, don't use the excuse of, I can't sit in that cross-legged position, yeah. or I can't do yoga because I can't, I still can't believe people say this, I can't twist my body like a pretzel. I, nobody's asking. Nobody's asking you to <laughs> twist your body like that. Nobody's asking. And, um, yeah, yoga is not about poses as much as it's about it is. being it is. in the present. Yep. So... Uh, Buddha reminds us also, you are not here for bliss all of the time. Yeah. You are here to experience the contrast. Uh -huh. Speaks to growth. <laughs> it you does, know, it yeah. Speaks to growth because our, I know that people, when you say what's your purpose, what's your why, mm -hmm. I think on the overall, our species is here for growth. And mm -hmm. I think that's what Buddha speaks to yeah. of we're, we're here to experience the contrast. It's where we begin fighting with reality, which that old adage of fight with reality would be wrong 100% of the time. Yeah, right, that's <laughs> like, good. To me, that's what the Buddha is speaking to when we talk about you're not here to experience bliss all the time. You've got to be challenged to grow. Right. You've got to have your, your, your thoughts. Or even physically, when you go to the gym, like, mm -hmm. it isn't always bliss going to the gym and, and pushing weight for a while and getting you know, breathless and getting sweaty and stuff. Are you speaking from your own personal I have experience. personal experience, yeah. It's not always bliss. Now, when I'm done, like, it's pretty cool to clear my mind and go, okay, that was pretty cool. I'm going to let that go. And I'm just going to experience what I just did. Yeah. But I also am in a good place in my spiritual practice to do those kind of things. So, you know, if you don't enjoy going to the, the grocery store, mm -hmm. like to me, that's a great time to go, okay, I'm going to experience this contrast and I am going to do this in order to come out of the experience. And when I walk out the door with my groceries and I'm going home because whew, I'm done with the grocery, you have that moment to say, okay, that was not blissful, but I just grew from it because I now am not upset about having had to go to the grocery store and feel like that moment. Right, because you made it better for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if somebody says, I hate the grocery store, why? There must have been something that happened, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you hate the grocery sense. store. What you hate is that pattern in your mind about what's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. 
And why are you resisting it? It could be about a person, too. And it could be a simple remedy as putting a set of AirPods in your ear and reducing the noise because maybe it's the noise that triggers you. Or maybe you're an introvert mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe you need to pull a hat on or set sunglasses walking through the grocery. I mean, it's those kind of yeah. things that if you are aware, mm-hmm. if you are saying, okay, this is not something that's fun, but, like, I need to do this in order to grow. And it's a hard concept because we want comfort. We want ease. Right. Well, of course we do. But also, we can set it up. Yep. Like, I'm about to go to the grocery store. This is going to be an amazing experience. Now, that might sound cheesy, but it works. It, it does, and it does sound this cheesy. This is going to be so easy today, mm-hmm. easier than ever before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get through the line really easily. I'm going to find everything I want. This is going to be great. Because the universe does listen. Yeah. And your brain hears it, too. Mm-hmm. And then the, both the universe... And your mind, like, orchestrate it the way you say, because we have free will and we are commanding this stuff into being. Mm -hmm. No question. No question. Now, I think he, this next quote, I think he's talking about where, when we were talking about worrying about something. Mm -hmm. What if there is actual evidence to the thing you're worried about, Mm -hmm. right? Still, he says, worrying about it is a waste of your energy and it removes you from the present moment. So even if there's evidence, worrying about it is not helpful. Well, and I can give another parental example of that this okay. week. Um, one of my kids um, recently had something done that required a couple of stitches, and it wasn't anything like mm-hmm. an accident, but they had, had something done that required some stitches. Well, got the stitches out and didn't handle that situation really well. And it's not because she chose not to, it was because... Um, hyperventilated and didn't feel real good. Oh, so there was deal. Like, like an anxiety response. Yeah, so when she told us after the fact, like, I've got evidence. Mm-hmm. But the evidence is that she's far enough away at school that I don't have an opportunity to go be there. Mm-hmm. So now I've got a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to the point of, you know, it's a waste of your energy. Well, it's a waste of my energy to worry about what happened. Right, because it's in the past. Yeah, because it's in the past. Uh-huh. And now the question of what can I do going forward? And to me, what can I control? The only thing I can control in that moment is to say, what can I do to help you? In my mind. Mm-hmm. It might be different for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But like that to me is the best question, given where I'm at in my spirituality, to mm-hmm. say, what can I do for you? And she came back with, hey, I'm good. I've got a plan. You know, like, And I, I'm asking the universe, hey, you know, let's, let's find something good with this. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there it is. Now, does that happen all the time? No. No, not all the time. But in that instance, what can I do? And, and the evidence stopped with, here's what happened to her. Now I can't sit here and go, well, if I don't go, then this will happen. Or if I don't right. get on a plane right now and get up there to help. She's going to be still in anxiety. Right. But, right. But the next quote is, the phrase, this too shall pass, is very, very important to understand because most things do pass away, except for in the mind. She's still not in that anxious, panic state. Now, from days ago, yeah. right? Yeah. If she were, then uh, we need to talk about what she's thinking about. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, but if you want to take it even a step further than that, I have to step back. And mm-hmm. I say have to. I get to step back. You choose to step back, yeah. Right, because why? It's a growth moment for her as well. Right. She's That's gone right. from being with mom and dad to now having mm-hmm. to handle some things. Mm-hmm. And so, not only do I have to say, okay, what can I do to help you, because that's all I can do based on the evidence I have, mm-hmm. but this has been presented to her as a growth opportunity. Right. Nobody can explain why she reacted the way she did to having a stitch removed. Right. Not, I mean, I suppose we could run tests, and like, but nobody's going to do that. No, but we could also guess, too. Well, which is... And we can waste our energy guessing. And let the terrorists take over and go, yeah. okay, this, 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 and this. Like, I, I certainly could have lost my mind and go... Darn it, we should have never let her go to college. Well, that's silly. No, that is silly. But we know right. people who do that. Yeah. Oh, oh she yeah. went so far away, we could have prevented it. No. 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 Growth opportunity for her. Right. Which I'm happy about. Uh, divine order, too. Divine order. Everything happening as it's meant to. Yeah. And so, yeah. when, and again, please don't take this as us telling you how to handle things, because you got to handle things in your own way. But when I think about that situation and how it all played out, it really all fits with what we're talking about because she got a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. I got a growth opportunity. As yeah, a, as a because parent who's five days away from, you know, having been my daughter in one room, you know, type deal. 
Right. And um, also you getting to practice allowing mm -hmm. things to be what they are, mm -hmm. supporting if you can. But Correct. Yep. So um, she's there. You're here. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. It's so. very, I think most people who have gone away to college, like away from their home, mm -hmm. I think they would say that it was a great growth opportunity for them. Yep. And everything we're talking about here is, is reframing and it does take practice. Mm -hmm. It does take practice. Like when we, when we speak to you, like I, we're not telling you, Hey, do this once and then you're perfect. Like that's right. not even close, but no, but there are everyday examples and certainly less stressful than what I just described, but you can apply mm -hmm. all this stuff to getting stuck in traffic. Like, right. I was just going to say something about traffic. Like yeah. what, what can you do if you're stuck in traffic? Like is, well, you could be really mad about it and blow your horn and make yeah. other people upset uh -huh. and get yourself in it. Like there's stuff you could do or, yeah. or, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start this book. I've been saying, I was going to start on the radio for, for a week now. Yeah. That type of stuff. It's right. just reframing and to the mm -hmm. Buddhist point, it's going to pass. You're going to eventually start moving again. <laughs> type of That's deal. right. Yeah. You're not stuck there forever. Yeah. And this too shall pass. And you being stuck in traffic actually might be rescuing you from something else. That's right. You know, divine order. Okay. But it's definitely an opportunity. What am I going to choose? Am I going to choose negativity or positivity? Correct. Now, <clears throat> I like how the Buddha says, you cannot control the carpet or the chair, but you can decide if a chair is beautiful or, is, or if it is ugly. And same thing for traffic. Right. That's right. <laughs> if you say it's beautiful or it's ugly. Is this beautiful or ugly? Mm -hmm. I'm late for work. Or, hmm, this is a gift of time mm -hmm. where I can't help being late and uh, it's just too bad. Yeah. I'll get there when I get there. Maybe you can call somebody you want to talk to. That's know, right. And catch up with someone That's that right. maybe you haven't. Or, you know, you can take it as a moment to say, you know what? Maybe somebody at work will step up and take care of the thing I'm supposed to be there for. And that'll be a growth opportunity for them. Like, That's right. It, That's right. Again, it may sound corny, but the truth of the matter is when I walk into work after I've been stuck in traffic and I'm 15 minutes behind, I can't change whatever happened in those 15 minutes. No. But I can walk in present, mm -hmm. calm, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, because if you're frustrated, you've lowered your frequency, mm -hmm. and now you're not as good to help others mm -hmm. or to do your job. Mm -hmm. And you're cranky. Can be. And, um, <laughs> sure, I'm sure. Yes. So, um, and that reminded me that that statement, you can't control the carpet or the chair, but you can decide if a chair is beautiful or if it's ugly. Reminded me of my favorite Wayne Dyer quote, the only difference between a flower and a weed is a judgment. It is. Amen. I love that. Wayne, Wayne Dyer's got some good ones and for sure. All that we experience, well, most that we experience is judgment. It's just, how are we assessing what is happening? Yeah. And unfortunately, we, fortunately or for, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, social media helps out a ton. We have all kinds of things to pass judgment oh, on. Oh, yeah. What somebody says, a picture they put out. Somebody just puts news. a picture out and says, okay, comment on this. Mm. Uh, are you asking for it? That's right. Yeah, you are asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Buddha says, I encourage you to think more about reality as the truth of that which it is. It is particles. Energy particles. I want you to think of everything simply as particles displaying themselves in a certain pattern in each moment. Mm -hmm. Anything can be shifted much quicker than most humans believe. Mm -hmm. And suffering is the result of forgetting that a human is simply a particle configuration of those particles made of love light of the creative force. Mm -hmm. Particles so. are made of love light of the creative force. Mm -hmm. We are that. I quoted Rumi in a memorial service yesterday. Mm -hmm. And he said, love is everything. And you're just a piece of it. Mm -hmm. Love is what binds everything together. And isn't it funny how much time we spend in ego thinking we are the hub. We yeah, are the decision yeah. maker. We yeah. are what matters. We are the, the center of the universe. Whereas in reality, from the however many thousand foot view mm -hmm. we're just part of it mm -hmm. we're just a part of it just a drop in the ocean it is it is <laughs> i think rumi said that one too mm -hmm. drop in the ocean mm -hmm. so um i have some 
possible questions yeah. here for the Buddha, because yeah. who else would I channel? That's a great question. No, <laughs> as we're talking rhetorical. about <laughs> as we're talking about Buddha speaks. Buddha speaks messages from an ascended master by Cindy Riggs. Yep. Channeled by Cindy Riggs. Um, very, very honored to have done that and to continue to channel the Buddha. Mm -hmm. Twenty years later. How about that? Wow. So Siddhartha, that is his formal name. Mm -hmm. Siddhartha is here and I am merging with his energy now. So I prepared a few questions that I would ask him. Of course, Jeffrey, you can come up with what you might want to ask him. I appreciate that. Or what you think that our listeners might want to hear. Let me see what, what Buddha has to say too. He might take us in some fun directions. True. So Buddha speaks once again today. I am Siddhartha, and I am honored to be in your presence once again. How may I assist you? Welcome, Buddha. It is it is fun to have you here because your your energy is so joyful and fun uh, and very wise, obviously. So we appreciate you being and with peaceful. Us. I hope you feel oh. the peacefulness. <laughs> yes, quite, 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 quite. And I feel your realm, your dimension here. Thank you. It is this space, of course, this room is protected and a good energy, but your whole realm, the whole third dimensional space is quite, hmm, how do I say today? Most humans would say chaotic, mm. but I would wish to say that it is full of knowledge. This place is full of knowledge because of all time that there have been beings on this planet, not just humans, mm -hmm. but conscious beings, all of that knowledge, all of those experience has, experiences have been stored here. So you are living in a library mm. of information, mm -hmm. of wisdom, of trauma, of pain, of love, of light, of everything. Everything is here. And I don't see it as chaos. But I do see that the human mind, because your technology has advanced so quickly, the human mind is having difficulties processing it all. Mm. Because you're trying to process too much and the mind has not evolved as quickly as the spirit. Well, and interestingly enough, in our conversation today, which I know you've been listening to. Of course. Uh, we've been talking about the human concept of things happen for a reason or what we also know as divine order. So when we talk about what you say, you have this library filled with this huge, um, diverse polarity of things that people are feeling. Is that not divine order? order with us going through that and that begets the question of it you know how do you define divine order when you think of it in those terms right well even in this state of this comprehensive library it is still the issue of how are you operating within it mm -hmm. it is divine order that all of this is stored here because it must be it is like a library and every card, so to speak, to speak old language about libraries, every card is a person and all of their experiences and every thought they've ever had and everything they've ever heard or learned or seen or smelled or tasted <laughs> or touched. It's all there. However, it is when you are being dense, <laughs> to, so to speak, when you are being in the density, caught up in the drama of this place, that it becomes overwhelming. If you raise your frequency into the love space or the truth space or the positive, you would say, space, then you are above all of that. Mm -hmm. But you still have access to it because it's still valuable information. But you don't need to choose stress about it. 
anytime you choose stress or anxiety about it, then you're dropping down into the density of it. And I think perhaps in your language, this is what is meant by being dense. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy the play on words. <laughs> so you talked a moment ago about stress and we know with humans, stress usually comes from trying to control something or, um, handle something that we perceive needs our attention. How would you advise us to handle something that we see in our world that most of us believe is inappropriate or even just wrong? Mm, yes. Well, of course, each person is unique. However, if you see something that is occurring that you believe is, is wrong and you can see no other point of view, no one else's point of view, and this must be outside of your own belief system sometimes, if you can see no other point of view, then how do you feel about this judgment of wrong? And if it feels unpleasant to you, then you know you must stop thinking about it. You must first realize you cannot control it unless you think you can, and then you take some action. And then you realize you can perceive it a different way. Perhaps from the point of view of karma, mm. which you can't understand. No one on this planet can understand karma completely. Mm. This is very important to understand because so many people talk about it, clearing it. Mm. You can't fully understand it. Some things appear to be karmic only because you have no other explanation. <laughs> so that may be helpful. Well, this must be karma. Or is karma divine order? Is mm. it the same thing? It is, actually. And so, in some, for some reason, this is divine order, and I must trust that there is a purpose. Also, remember, it's usually temporary. Mm. Okay. So, saying that karma is divine order, sometimes we as humans talk about what you put out into the universe comes back. Yes. To you, yes. The, the idea of duality or polarity, yes. is that, is that the same concept? Is that a way for us to partially or somewhat or microscopically even understand the concept of karma divine order? Yes, because if you are putting something out repeatedly, a thought, a desire, it may not be divine order for that desire to be fulfilled in this lifetime. Mm. But it will be fulfilled eventually. Mm -hmm. So then, what determines divine order? Believe it or not, it's partly you. But not with your conscious mind. Mm. It's with your unconscious mind. It's the part of you that you don't have access to intellectually. <laughs> Confusing. Well, and certainly frustrating for most of us who want to understand things at, right. at such deep levels, that's for sure. Embrace the mystery. Because there is much mystery here. Yeah, that's, um, it's funny you say that because to me that is the joy of being a child is that ability to embrace the mystery because yes. to me as we get older, we find it more difficult to embrace mystery. We get more frustrated with it than we do enjoy it. So mm -hmm. that's Indeed. very, very well Indeed. spoken. Was the question answered? Yes, the question was answered and I'm waxing philosophically with you at this point. Of so. course. <laughs> we are brothers. We are brothers and we are one. I am. So could you, moving on to something that we see a lot in, in our world right now, can you speak to the issue of people being easily offended, that they get upset, <laughs> um, and what appears to be so much more racism or just noticing of the difference between us as humans in our reality, in our current reality? Yes, it's interesting how... There seems to be so much evolution happening here, and yet more embracing of the contrast, still more of the egoic point of view. So as humans are desperate to find identity, as they are desperate to feel mm, worthy, mm -hmm. they feel as though they have to take one side or another, or they must... To, to feel worthy, they, they have to be better than another race or another group of people. This has become intense 
more intense now because you have more people on the planet than you've ever had. Okay. So there are more minds that are operating live than ever before. This is what is causing overwhelm. This is what is causing this um, intense contrast. Mm -hmm. So what was the question? <laughs> the question has to do oh, with... Uh, offended. offended. Yeah. Offense. Being offended. Mm -hmm. So offense is a judgment, is a concept. Mm -hmm. And as you have... You too have talked before about programming. Mm. <clears throat> Your world has programmed you that this or that is offensive to you. Your parents have taught you that this or that ought to be offensive to you. But so that is all programming. Now, when someone chooses to be offended, it is usually reacting past behavior. Okay. So they are acting upon offense as they were taught to by their school or their parents or their church or whoever. And then they hold on to that belief. And whenever it comes up, then they are, they choose to be offended. They don't realize they're choosing it. They think it's automatic. Well, you must be offended if this horrible thing happens. Uh, human trafficking. Okay. Everyone believes they must be offended about that. Okay. And I'm not saying that it is a helpful evolutionary thing to occur. Yeah. But I'm also saying that it is part of the divine order in this space of contrast. Okay. So I would think the average human then would ask you, how do we learn to control our thoughts and probably in turn our emotions because thoughts typically produce emotions. Indeed, okay. they do. Well, that is practice. Mm. This one, I can tell you, just shouts stop to her mind. Mm. If she finds herself falling into an old pattern or choosing some negative concept because she knows that it is the ego part of herself doing it or a fearful concept or a fearful thought. So she just says, stop, no, I choose my true self. And that is something she has utilized for many, many years. Longer than she has been channeling me. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. That's good stuff. <laughs> As I can see that. So you just have to say no to that voice in your mind or your head and choose your truth. Because your true self would never choose any negative concept or belief or thought. It is only peace and love. Okay, so within that concept then, if, if we choose an emotion that is not being present, is not based in love, let's say it's based in fear or ego. Like worry? Sure. So how would you suggest we handle a situation in which we seem to truly be a victim. Let, let's say you heard us earlier talking about we have evidence. Get to the point where you are in the evidence Indeed. space. How would you handle a situation in which we seem to be truly a victim and we are worrying about something such as a personal attack and injury uh, or even some sort of physical harm to ourselves? Mm -hmm. Excellent question. This is when your spiritual strength is needed the most. Mm. And this is why, you know, people do not meditate or pray until they think they really need it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but if you had a practice already, you would be strong enough to, in that moment of attack, remember the truth. Okay. That not only are you pure love and light, but so is your attacker. Mm. And if you can remember, just remember, or even entertain the idea that your attacker is light at their core, you know, source energy, love and light at their core, you could shift them with simply that awareness. Okay. But it will take spiritual strength to remember that in that moment, in that moment of intensity. I know we in this third dimensional realm, periodically on, for example, on the TV, when somebody has been wronged and they've gone to court um, and, and, they come out and they say, we forgive this person. 
Yes. Um, those are examples, I think, in my mind, what I'm thinking about when you say that's where that spiritual strength comes in. Because it, I, I personally mm-hmm. think it takes a ton of courage to go out after somebody who has wronged you oh, or your yes. family to go out and say, I forgive you. Um, that that takes a lot of courage, a lot of strength. It's a lot of it knowing does. of yourself. And they do it because they know it sets them free. Mm. Not the attacker. Mm. Okay. Not the one who has wronged you. It sets you free. Wow. That's that's a great perspective. Mm-hmm. So with that said, how about something that doesn't that you can't tangibly interact with that has maybe in a perspective wronged you, and that would be maybe the death of a relative. Mm, how, yes. how do you yes. handle something like that? Something you obviously can't control. Mm-hmm. It may feel wrong, but how do you how do you align with that? Because death is the only fact of your life as a human. Mm. You are all on the pro- in the process of dying at some point. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes death is a shock because it was unexpected. Because you don't want to think, you, you don't want to sit around expecting it, <laughs> of course. Okay, yep. But when it occurs, your, your society, once again, has programmed you to think that it's an awful thing and that you must be very distraught or whatever when that occurs. But it does occur. And if you knew, if you had a spiritual strength to you, if you knew that everyone dies exactly in the moment that they are meant to die, which of course is the way you say it, it's a transition process, it's not a death at all, then you have to let go of the why. Mm, There's a chore. Because, (laughs) yes, it can be. It can be a chore. But there's the mystery again. If you could embrace the mystery of that soul chose that day and time before its birth, usually, then perhaps it's, it's just another point of view. You have to think about another point of view because your world will not give you the answer. And if the person has died, as you say, they can't give you the answer unless they speak through someone else. <laughs> True. Um, but it is done. And then sometimes, sometimes with humans, it's easier when the person passes away because then they can't, they can't argue it Mm. or try to reverse it. Okay. But they can make up stories about what they should have done or could have done or what should have happened instead Because that person, the person who is thinking about it, wants it a certain way. They want the outcome to be the way they wanted it. They want that person to live a long life. Why why are they attached? You see. That makes a ton of sense. So I guess I'll I'll try to pull all of what you've just said to us into a a question here, maybe to kind of give everybody an idea of, what we're really talking about because I, I feel like we're talking about enlightenment here I feel like we're talking about the Certainly. idea of awareness on that level how how would you go about defining enlightenment hmm. I have defined it many ways it is the state of being where all is known mm. it is the state of inner peace and absolute absolute contentment okay. with all that is no thing in your world looks wrong or right anymore. No judgment. No judgment. Okay. It's, it's actually a neutral space mm. of being. It's so peaceful that the person might once again crave some drama <laughs> just so they can have the contrast to feel that bliss they want to feel once again. But it is such a it is your natural state in fact it's so very peaceful and calm that there are no more questions there are no more concerns it sounds like a very interesting space for so many reasons so many reasons 
And it is so attainable. It is so very attainable. Mm. Mm. Well, that's something definitely to ponder for a while, that's for sure. That's for sure. Thank you for allowing me into your space. Oh, no, thank you. We always are joyful to have you come and speak to us and, and share your wisdom. And I'm willing to speak through this one at any time mm. for anyone. <sighs> thank you, Buddha. <laughs> this information is always so helpful. And, of course, I have to mention the book. The book, um, it's interesting how it came together for me because he, he said, we're going to do themes. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I compiled a whole bunch of recordings over the years. Sure. And I figured out that he had themes such as duality, which we were talking about, divine order, mm -hmm. compassion, peace, presence. Mm -hmm. He talks about time. So these aren't chapters, they're just sections of themes. He talks about still silence, and with each section, he does, of course, end up talking about enlightenment, <laughs> your purpose, talks about that, evolution, healing, he gets into healing. Um, you know, we've only touched the surface with this, but with each section, there is a, an exercise he provides. No, it's a great book. So and it's I've, really I've, comprehensive. I've, I've enjoyed both reading it and listening to it because it provides a, a well, different experience. Yes, I'm sure. With reading it versus um, the, listening to the audio. Yeah, the voice. You know, so. Yeah, Otto Collins yes. narrated the book for me. Did a wonderful uh, job. I, as soon as I started talking to him in event, I'm like, I know you're the Buddha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he did a wonderful job with That's that. Cool. And so I encourage everyone to read this book. It's really helpful. Mm -hmm. It's really full of helpful information to, on how to live in this world. Yep, so, I would agree. If not, plenty of stuff to work on and think about because we are about growth, right? That's right. And we do have to work on it. You know, people think they can come for one session and get hypnosis or something and everything's going to be different. All and fixed, yeah. it will be different for a few hours or days or maybe a week. Mm -hmm. But they still have to keep doing not the work. I don't like to say work. I want to say keep focusing your awareness mm -hmm. where you know it ought to be for your greatest benefit. Because yeah. you can feel where it ought to be. Love over fear. Right. Love over ego. Just yep. send love and you're done. Like it. So, listeners, we send you love. And for now, we're done. We are done. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you, and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.